you can't do this on your own. And the more that you try to hold everything tightly, the more you're going to become a bottleneck to your own life. And we use that example at No Weight where I was an important part, but I became a bottleneck because uh, I, I really wasn't letting go enough. This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 199. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I am your host. I hope you're doing well. In today's episode, you'll hear our interview with Evan Adams, who is employee number two at a startup company called No Wait, which scaled and got sold to Yelp for $40 million. If you're unfamiliar with No Wait, they created an app that was a waitlisting system for restaurants that allowed guests to add their name ahead of their arrival in order to speed up the time that it takes to be sat. Through the app, guests can check their wait times, receive texts when their table is ready, and several other features. If you haven't used it, it's incredible. Uh, my wife, Laura, and I use it all the time, and uh, it's just an awesome app. But in this episode, you'll hear our lightning round interview with Evan Adams, where we walk him through our lightning round questions. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 198, which is part one of our interview with Evan. And in that episode, you'll hear him talk all about the lessons that he learned from being a startup uh, to scaling to getting sold and what he learned from that experience. So I highly encourage you to listen to both episodes. Evan brings a ton of value in both of them. So you're going to love that. But before we dive into that, just a few announcements. First, let me just ask you this question. Have you ever wanted to take your life and leadership to the next level? Have you ever desired to be a part of a community of leaders that will encourage you, challenge you, and hold you accountable for your goals, help you reach your potential, and to cause you to make a bigger impact? If so, then you need to become a member of L3 Leadership. When you become a member, you'll have the ability to join our private Facebook group, join or launch one of our mastermind groups. You'll have access to our community of leaders and access to the tools and resources you need to take your life and leadership to the next level. So stop doing life as a leader alone and join a community of leaders that will help you thrive. To learn more about membership, go to l3leadership.org forward slash membership. I want to thank our sponsor, Alex Tulandon. Alex is a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty. And if you're looking to buy or sell a house in the Pittsburgh market, Alex is your guy. He is a member and a supporter of L3 Leadership and would love an opportunity to connect with you. You can learn more about Alex and connect with him at pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. With that being said, let's dive right into the lightning round with Evan, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. I'm going to dive into the lightning round as I call Oh, good, it. good. So just a bunch of short questions, and so let's just see what you got. I know you didn't prepare for this on purpose. I, know, I, so I want these to be natural. I'm really excited. So what is one belief or behavior that's changed your life? Yeah, I actually, you joked about it earlier. I, I've been getting up in the morning and exercising. I don't want that to be true. I, I love when somebody who's very successful says, I don't exercise. I'm like, <laughs> I will follow you on that. But for some reason, when my first, uh, our, our, our only son, I say my first son, I'm being prophetic here, um, when he was born, which would have been December of 2016, crazy time. Any new parents out there know that year one, in particular the first few months, are just survival mode. I started to get up in the morning before my wife, you know, five, six in the morning, make sure, and I'd get on the treadmill or hit the gym in that just 40 some minutes of, Every day or most days, getting started with that routine, it launched everything else. Uh, it helped me come back. I was already energized so I could jump right in with my son and help out if needed. 
Uh, I wasn't wasting time later in the day by saying, sorry, I'm going to come home late because I got to go to the gym first. And I just physically felt better. So that's been one of my keys for the last two years has been uh, been doing that. And it allows me to eat big breakfast, too. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you could put a quote on a billboard for everyone to read, what would it say? Well, I guess I'll be redundant. I, it, it's just been... It, it's, it, it really has been... You know, Sean calls me a fanboy, but, but that phrase of create entrepreneurs, create the world how it ought to be. I, I think that's a... It really fits well with me, but that's actually a controversial phrase because this this question of ought, ought to be, who are you to say what it ought to be? And I think there's a little bit of arrogance necessary. You know, I, I'm fine calling it arrogance. You can back it off and call it confidence. But, but I think entrepreneurs need to understand that it's not just about, I've heard a definition before of, well, you need to figure out what the market wants and give it to them. That's order taking. You can make a lot of money doing that, but really we're, we're culture makers. Entrepreneurs are culture makers. And, and so I, I, I hope that that's, what, that's when you say billboard, I kind of think of what message do I want to get out there. I, I hope that entrepreneurs uh, realize that they're not just there to fulfill what the current market demand is, but help create healthy demand. What's the best purchase you've made in the last year for $100 or less? I have purchased... Or should we ask you a million dollars or less? No, I'm not. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm just joking. And uh, <laughs> let's see, hundred dollars or less. I'm I'm gonna have to go with books. I mean, mm-hmm. there have been. Oh, I'm looking at our questions. I'm ruining the next one. You're asking. Hey, asking well, yeah. Books. What's what? what so, give us the top so two book, or three. Books have been have books have been my favorite sub hundred dollar purchase, and mm-hmm. uh, and then top couple from. The last year or so, you know, one of my favorite genres, there's an author, Andy Crouch. Uh, he wrote a book called Playing God that is, is very spiritual, but I've actually recommended and given it to um, non-spiritual folks because it, it's about authority and power and healthy use, basically a redemptive use of power. And especially in the entrepreneurship world, you're probably, whether you sell your company for millions or you're just running a small team, you have power. And so how you use that, you power over your own life. How you use that is, is there's actually a redemptive, I would say, biblical way to do that well. And Andy Crouch hits that well. And um, in the startup world, we're talking about entrepreneurship, not spiritual by any stretch. But there's a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And it is... If you want to really know, I say if you want to know the no, I, the no way story, I have no reason to try to write a book. This guy just nails it. I mean, the personality types that he references in the books, the ups, the downs, the emotions, the psychology, the wartime, the peacetime. Um, and if you want to get to know, hey, what's it like to really work from start to finish a startup? Check out Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. It's fantastic. I'm not sure if you listen to podcasts, but if you do, what are your top two or three right now? Well, I have been, um, so this is a little spiritual of me. I've been stuck on um, the Sermon of the Week from Bethel Church, and uh, those are technically podcasts, but I've been gobbling those up. And uh, and then otherwise, not a podcast at all, but my wife has me hooked on the Hamilton soundtrack. So <laughs> I, I never thought I would, like, I'm a, I, I like musicals, whatever, but she was like, you have to listen to it. Have I you avoided seen it? it? 
No. Context, okay. I no. It, so. And so, you know, my wife's like, we got to get tickets. I'm like, I'm not trying to, like, oh, we can have tickets or we can buy another house. So that's basically <laughs> how things are priced yeah. right now. And, and so, uh, but I, if you haven't heard it, it is a powerful set of music. So my, my audio life is filled with um, the sermons of the week and then music wise, I'm doing uh, a lot of uh, Hamilton right now. So that I'll check that out on my way yeah. home. Uh, do you have a favorite failure that would be brief that, uh, that yeah. eventually led to success? Yeah, it, it really was. Um, I didn't mention my first startup. It, it, I came out of college and I was doing a startup in restaurants. Not competitive to no weight, but I was just determined to make it work. And I didn't know what work really meant. But it was through that interaction that led me to the relationships that built my no weight, uh, built my no weight career. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, uh, technically, I mean that I did not make much money at all. Uh, the time I spent was a failure by most standards, but because it led to the no weight, uh, relationships, it, you know, I would say that's, that led to success. What have you done anything different? You know, I, I mean, because it worked out where the, the, the failure turned to success, I guess not at this mm-hmm. point, but, you know, I think the biggest thing I learned from it was I spent in sales, even I spent a lot of time trying to perfect my pitch and perfect my sales collateral. But I, we had the most success and really what led to the no way relationships was getting out there. I would go door to door to restaurants. I would simply just put my idea to the streets. And that was what gave us the success that we did have but also built a relationship that allowed me to, to meet the No Wait crew. When you get to spend time with leaders that you're fans of, in this case, we'll just say since you're a fanboy of Sean Amorati, yeah, yeah. do you have any questions that you love to ask? Is there one or two that you're like, every time I meet with a great leader, I ask this? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan of books, so I always like to understand curriculum-wise. I, I'm, I think constantly being educated is an important part of all of our lives. And so I'm, I'm look, always looking to build new curriculums, whether it's something specific, like in the might be a history based curriculum that teaches me something about our culture or other cultures, or it could be a technical thing. I always want to learn. Um, so I, I try to get a sense of what's the latest thing they've read or most impactful thing they've read on the year. Um, the other thing I ask is I ask for their empathetic advice. I simply want to know you have navigated the story. Well, So pull yourself back into my shoes. Here are my data points. How would you think about this? And it sounds like a straightforward, simple question, but I get to watch somebody with 20, well, Sean's case, not that much, uh, but you know, what I would say next generation of experience from me um, say, I've been through that and here's how I would make my decisions or here's how I did. And here's how I would do them a little bit differently. And I try to really take notes on that. And, and uh, that's, that's a powerful, powerful uh, way for me to get a, an idea of, of how to set my path straight. I'll leave this work-related because I've been asking and I get the, the answer is always family. But what is the most worthwhile investment of your time and money mm. as a leader? I'm just curious. Outside of family because that should be obvious. Yeah, yeah. Outside of family for sure. You know, I... I'm going to use a general word and I'm going to say community Hmm. for a lot of people. That means your local community, which is your neighborhood. And I agree to that. My wife and I, uh, it's not a forced thing. We love it, but we go to our community events. My wife is on some community groups, you know, the, the, the groups that plan things like 
you know, landscape planting and cleanup and, and, and I do the same thing. Um, but uh, I think, you know, if it's not your local neighborhood or if you happen to be in a location where geography isn't, doesn't create your community, then I would say investing into the community, whether that's your church, whether that's a book club that you're in, uh, whether it's a, an online group from your alma mater, what, whatever that might be. I think the most effective use of your money and time, and it, it, of course, like you said, your immediate family, but then it's creating a community around you. If you need to spend money to do that, if you need to spend money to be a part of an organization um, or donating to an organization, I think for, especially as you think about kids, you want to build a community around them that supplements the, the values that you're raising your, your family with. Uh, and so the more we've done that, the more we've been able to build those relationships. We do a Labor Day, Neighbor Day, and it's just an open block party. We put a sign out that says, we're making 200 hot dogs, take them or leave them. And, uh, and we just get to meet the most interesting people who maybe were out of bed in their PJs but want hot dogs. And, uh, and we have a good time. And, and those types of relationships have helped us as a family um, get closer to each other, but sort of learn more about our community and, and, and be more effective. You talked about getting up early and working out. I'm yeah. just curious. Do you have any other, unu- well, hopefully that's not unusual, yeah. but uh, <laughs> do you have any unusual habits in enable you to be successful? You know, I, I felt like I expanded my day. I, I again, made a joke about breakfast. Um, I, doing breakfast meetings really expanded my day. Um, so I, it, it you can, while getting, I, I had a hard time getting people to meet me or do an internal meeting at 8 a.m. But I found if you spend $10 on eggs, you can get anybody <laughs> to get up at 8 a.m. Uh, so that was big. And the other thing I'd add to that is uh, I'm big on relationships. So I know myself to a point now where even when things are flying high, I know I still just have psychological ups and downs. Like, well, I'm not sure how this is going to pan out or hey, when I'm around great men and women, I do better. And so I am strategic about having a couple of people that I meet with monthly. And I don't say, hey, I'd like to meet with you monthly. They're friends, but I know that when I spend time with them, my day is better. And so once a month, I've got a list of it's actually about 10 people that I will see on a monthly basis, coffee, maybe it's a phone call, but usually it's in person, coffee, breakfast, whatever it might be. And when I have those one or two meetings a week, those are constant. I call them bumpers, you know, like a bowling ball going down the, the lane. I bounce off of them and they help keep me sane or keep me on track. I try to do people who are same place and career as me, people who are beyond where I am and some people who I can be helpful to in my experience. So I, I would say that's a habit of having the right pillars in your life on a f- high frequency has been uh, effective for me. If you could go back and have coffee 10 years ago, you were 20 years old with wow. your 20 year old self. What wow. do you say? Well, now everybody knows I'm 30 and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. now you're good. You know, it's, uh, I think I would just say, relax. You know, I, I just, I, I, and I would say that if I'm sure 40 year old Evan's going to say the same thing as 30 year old Evan, I'm like, just relax. And you try to plan everything, man. You try to make all the, the I's dotted, T's crossed, figure out exactly how you're going to make your millions and, and how you're going to change the world. And 
And it's not that I want 20-year-old Evan to have lower aspirations or change standards. It's that, uh, you know, and I'll be spiritual. It's that you can't do this on your own. And the more that you try to hold everything tightly, the more you're going to become a bottleneck to your own life. And we use that example at No Weight where I was an important part, but I became a bottleneck because uh, I, I really wasn't letting go enough. And so from a spiritual side, it's, it's trust God, be peaceful. He's going to f- take care of you. And beyond that, it's not really about you, Evan. You're a part of a bigger plan of God doing some really cool stuff. So relax and enjoy yourself. And um, I, I think, you know, I can, I can hear that now. And I'm pretty sure, you know, if I, I, I pray I get to, to, to someday get to heaven and I hear exactly that phrase, which is like, relax, you're here now. Now they got some more work to do up here, but relax. So, um, anyway, I think that's the, uh, I think that's the, the number one advice I'd, I'd give to myself 10 years ago. So, so one day when you get there at the end of your yeah. life, uh, you will be there one day. What do you want yeah. to be remembered yeah. for? At least at this point in your journey. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, I'm actually going to take this much deeper than I usually try to give nice lofty answers. I am very uh, thoughtful right now around, and I, I say that as a synonym to concerned around the way our culture is being impacted by technology. The biggest one in my mind is how much time we are glued to our, you could say social media, but our iPhones I think it's interesting that Mark Zuckerberg recently has said, wow, maybe we're not impacting the world all the ways we hoped we are. Facebook changed our algorithm to make it more friends and family centric. The whole Russia bots thing, whatever, you know, whatever that is, was it, it's interesting that as a culture, we're now saying, okay, we found out that we can create all this amazing stuff. Now we need to ask ourselves why in that space, Particularly, I would say, where technology interacts with human interaction, human relationship, human connections, human communication. I hope that a specific aspect of legacy beyond, you know, I could give nice answers for family and those are number one, of course. But I I really hope that, and I, I do believe that God has something to say about the way we utilize technology for human flourishing. And I want to dive deeper into that in my career and help us effectively as a, as a culture figure out how to increase human flourishing in a harmonious way with technology, not throwing technology out the window, not allowing the robots to run our lives, uh, but find the right way to truly think about what this next phase of existence will be as, um, you know, as we continue to see increased automation and increased support from technology. Yeah. As we wrap up, uh, yeah. just one of, if someone's listening to this and they're like, wow, I love this kid or this guy, this 30 year old man, <laughs> 30 year old man. Uh, 31, 31. Uh, I want to connect with him or at least connect with what he's doing or follow. How can yeah. people connect with you? And then I'll just leave it really open-ended. You can say anything you want to leave with our audience. For sure. For sure. I, um, I am in the midst of launching a splash page, which would just be, uh, evanadams.com in, the, in, in lieu of that, while that's coming up, um, my LinkedIn is the best place to generally grab me. Um, I try to stay up to speed on that. 
Um, so sending me a message there is, is good. And in general, you know, I, I think the, the old adages around it's who you know and the focus on connections and business, I, I actually think that's still true today. As much as everything's data-driven and I, just, I still think life is about relationships. And so you know, I, I love connecting over coffee, but you know, in, in, in a more specific you know, phrase, I would say that I, I really would encourage the entrepreneurs out there, the aspiring entrepreneurs, the sales folks, um, the, the, the folks who are saying, okay, I, I want to build something here or you know, maybe early stage career. Those relationships, they're not just important to get you a job. Those relationships are important to, as I said earlier, be the bumpers in your life. And so I'd encourage a lot of the, the folks listening to this as you're trying to figure out, okay, what are some of the things I can do to create some success? How can, let's talk about different things. How can I lose weight this year? How can I save money this year? How can I become less angry this year? You can read books, you can take classes. Those are important things. But when you can find people who will gather around you, that community that we talked about, when you can even strategically text people, hey, I want to get together with you on Wednesday. Think ahead. I want to get together with you on Thursday. Fill your schedule with people who love you. That'll help you as an entrepreneur. It'll help you as a, a seeking weight loser. It'll help you as an aspiring financial success person. It, it'll, those things will, will, those people in your life will help you get to, uh, to, to your goals and, and where you want to be. Love it. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. This is great. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to our lightning round interview with Evan. I hope that you enjoyed it. You can find ways to connect with him and links to everything that we discussed in the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 199. Again, if you haven't already, you can also go back and listen to part one of our interview in episode 198, where Evan shares the top lessons that he learned as the company grew, scaled, and got sold to Yelp for $40 million. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that as well. I want to thank our other sponsor, Henny Jewelers. They're a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. My wife, Laura, and I got our engagement rings through Henny Jewelers, and we just love them as a company. Not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. In fact, they give every engaged couple a book to help them prepare for their marriage, and we just love that. So if you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. I also want to encourage you to stay up to date with everything we're doing here at L3 Leadership. To do that, you can simply sign up for our email list at l3leadership.org, and you'll start to get weekly emails updating you on everything that we're doing here. As always, I like to end with a quote, and I love this quote. Someone once said this. They said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. That's so deep. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you next episode. 